back where uh, I belong. Yeah, I never felt so yeah. strong. And I'm back, baby. I'm feeling like there's nothing uh, I can't try. Nothing. And if you with me, put, yeah. your, hands put your hands high. Welcome to another episode of the IC Star Alumni Podcast. My name is Christian Romero, and I am an alum from Cycle 15. This week, I got a chance to talk to Tawana Walker. Tawana Walker is an alum from Cycle 7, the cycle of love. Um, I don't have a lot of announcements uh, up front in this intro, so I'm just going to keep it brief. But I just want to remind you that if you want to host, if you want to be a guest, if you have ideas for this podcast, they are all welcomed and you can make it happen. Um, You can just shoot me an email over to cromero at icstars.org. That's letter C-R-O-M-E-R-O at icstars.org. And that is all I got. Small, short, brief intro, but a great conversation nonetheless. Hope you enjoy it and get to know Tawana Walker. We are here with Tawana Walker. Tawana from Cycle 7. Single digits. How how are you? How is it going? What's up, Christian? How you doing? Doing okay. Um, as I, you know, before we hit record, I was telling you how like it's been a little crazy with work, but um, you know, but we're we're keeping busy, so that's a good thing, right? And a good thing is also that when I put out there who wants to participate in, you know, in an alumni podcast, you're one of the the few that raised your hand. So I'm glad that we're able to uh, get this thing rolling and, and, and people to hear from you. And it's good to see you. I hadn't seen you in I don't know how long. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> right. Pandemic and a half, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Christian, let me say I'm so proud of you. Mm. You know, you have been, you went through your cycle. You performed there. You did a fantastic job. You have um, evolved into being an entrepreneur and having a successful business with multiple clients who are happy and then at the same time dancing on your brain. But like we said earlier, they keep us spry, right? And we are blessed. We're blessed to have work. Uh, We're blessed to have challenge. And you take it a step further. Your commitment to Icy Stars has been unwavering. And just to have you here in this position and then to have the invitation, it's an honor for me. Oh, please. I feel like this is the end of the podcast. It can't go, you know, like you you set the bar. Um, (laughs) No, I do appreciate the compliments. I mean, I think we, I I got to work with you early on after graduating from IC Stars. Maybe my first successful uh, website project, you, you project managed that. And I got to work with you and, and Hector from Cycle 10. Um, and, I mean, it was a whole different world back then. We were, you know, building Drupal sites. And uh, I had done a few projects that didn't go as as well, right? Because I was fresh out into the world of technology and didn't really know even how to project manage myself, really. Like, I, I just, you know, winked it like everything else that we do at IC Stars. And I think when you showed up during that project, I think it it just gave me a, a different perspective into things and how to plan things out and how to stick to deadlines and how to take little bites of a project versus, you know, a humongous chunk and say, like, I'm going to get all this done today when you're really not and just setting yourself up for failure. So setting yourself up, uh, you know, to succeed from the beginning, I think is important. And that's something that that I definitely saw you as as you showed me the ways of 
of or, or gave me some insight into what project management looked like. Oh, well, thanks for saying <laughs> so. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really but, do. But I mean, I, I know that you've done project management. You've done, um, I, I don't know if it's spiritual healing or like just you just go all over the place. Like I've always seen you being busy and, and have also that entrepreneurial mindset because I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, was it Salomon Treats? Uh, I had the um, chocolate rice krispies. Yeah, <laughs> two tasty treats was one of my little one of my little ventures with uh, another alumnus from the program, Teresa Thomas. Cycle four. Cycle four, yes, uh, definitely. But I, I think I've always been entrepreneurial at spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I started my first business in the single digit years. I washed dishes for change. And so I, you know, I was able to have clients, my client, I call them clients. My clients were, you know, the adult family members in the house. They're the target audience. They're busy. They want to get the work done. Their children weren't fulfilling the the chores. They didn't do the chores. So I saw an opportunity, you know, they just looked at me, oh, she's so cute. And I was (laughs) thinking, oh, definitely I can wash these dishes. And I didn't realize, you know, just turning on the charm and, you know, just standing in a position to meet a need, they gave me money. I didn't even have to ask. And mm-hmm. so that was my first business. And from there, I was always looking for opportunities to how do I, I didn't get an allowance. So I'm going to give me an allowance. And I think that's always been my mindset. You need to always have a little change in your pocket. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> super interesting. Like at, at such a young age, you were able to identify the need and that there's some compensation that will go along with with you filling that void or filling that, you know, that need. So that's that's interesting that that, you know, I said such a young age you were able to pick up on that and and kind of take that with you as as you develop different skills. You know, it was it was definitely very helpful. It's probably been the skill uh entrepreneurship. I definitely consider it a skill. Uh, because you do have to be multifaceted and you have to be multi-industry. And I just feel like that means you just, you have to always be willing to broaden your skills, broaden your horizons, and then train yourself to accept a challenge as a solution-based opportunity. And so definitely I've always had the entrepreneurial mindset and just fast forwarding to today, you know, I enjoy doing a little bit of everything. But most importantly, my focus is in the tech sector and in the realm of spirituality. And so I've done project management. Um, Over the past decade, most of the projects I've worked, all of the projects that I worked on are user interfaces. And so I've had the opportunity to influence, you know, the information architecture. It's really for me, my passion is in the way information is delivered to people and um, the power of words. And so it's just very important to present a user interface that definitely meets the business objectives. But at the end of the day, you want to provide a super user experience. That's what I'm calling it these days. And that's grasping on to, you know, the heart and the soul of whatever it is that we're doing. Uh, because my major, my major philosophy in life is that we, it's just, we do our best every day and 
practice self-care, which is always feeding some type of positive energy into mm -hmm. yourself before you go out into the world and deliver your gifts to the world. We have to feed into ourselves and then we can feed into the world. So that, 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 that leaves me with, with a lot of questions that I want to ask you because I want to understand your, your, your thinking behind all of that. But before we get there, how, how was your, your, your journey or how did you end up at IC Stars? So I graduated from the University of Mississippi. I got You're a bachelor's from Mississippi, from right? I'm originally from there. Mm -hmm. And so I traveled back and forth between Mississippi, Chicago, uh, just throughout my lifetime. And I went back home to Mississippi, went to Ole Miss. I got okay. a bachelor's of science in biology. And so I didn't realize at the time, but that I was, I trained to be a scientist. <laughs> 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 but even in the field of science, I had so many fun jobs. Like I worked as a cake decorator. I, um, I transcribed books. I, what else did I do? I uh, cataloged the university library. It was just, I, I also um, spearheaded some studies in the Department of Pharmacology with fish. It, now that I, I would, I would never do that again because, you know, we use fish as test subjects. But All definitely right. working with fish and working with their organs to try to cure disease. Um, just, I always took a different kind of job. Because I think at the root of it all and in my soul, I knew that I just wanted to have, I think the target audience is everyone. Like when I'm, if I'm starting a business venture and you ask me to hone down on who that niche target audience is, I'm always thinking in the back of my head that it's everyone. It's the people that you really want to, you know, get a hold to. And then everyone on the outside too. Mm -hmm. That's how I organize projects because it, it just helps to take in as many use cases and scenarios as possible. And just over time, you get, you know, I, that's just the way I work. <laughs> but always, always, you know, taking different opportunities and different jobs has been, that, I, I'm, that excites me. So when you applied for IC Stars, already having a bachelor's, did they have the rule of the only one person with a bachelor's degree per cycle? Definitely, that rule was in place. I think I, um, they mentioned it to me. And uh, so then I thought, oh, my goodness, the odds for me getting in are going to be even more slim. And then I also felt, but even aside from that, I'll tell you what my nervous energy was. It was like having to explain with all my other cycle mates why it is I had a degree and I was there. Okay. Why would okay. you think you have a degree? That was always, you know, something, a question I had to answer. So you had, you literally had to answer that question or was it just something that was in the back of your head at all times? It was in the, it was in the back of my head at, and people asked. And so mm -hmm. what it was and what it is to the day, what brought me to the program was that I felt like, while I had trained, you know, and studied and, you know, memorized information. I still, I didn't feel like it was fully assimilated in a way where I could process it out. And, and so I didn't feel like it was that hands-on real world application piece. That's right. the part about icy stars, those simulations and to really um, approach um, information from a, a multi-dimensional perspective. That is what I came to, 
came to um, Icy Stars for. I felt like there would be a level of refinement in my skills. And I, I do definitely will always, always, always um, just be very, I'm very, very grateful that I got into Cycle 7 because it did really help to shape my world. And if I put you on the spot, will you be able to name your cycle mates? Let's see. <laughs> there's there's Adiola Dada. There's Christopher Butler. Chris Lolita. Butler, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle Anderson. Jermaine Harrison. There's uh, Justin Russell. Jonathan Gore. JG. Um, Javier Perez. And there is someone else. Who am I? Timothy Potts. So you you graduated with eight. Ten. Ten. Wait. Did I? I think I counted eight, but then you'll be the ninth. Or was there? Yeah, I don't know. I probably missed somebody when I was counting. So let's. You want, so there's Jonathan Gore. Right. Justin Russell. Mm-hmm. Adio Ladada. Mm-hmm. Christopher Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jermaine Harris. Michelle Anderson, Lolita mm-hmm. Paul, and now now there are two there are two names that I'm not rem- Timothy Potts and Javier gosh, Perez, and you. Did I, did I say Javier Javier Perez? I don't think you said I, it this I, time around, but okay, so that so that's I'll a name that that rings a bell to me. Javier was extremely helpful to me. I I, I don't I think I've met him once in person, maybe like for five minutes. Um, he's that he's that guy. All you need is five minutes with him. <laughs> yeah. Like he was super helpful um, <laughs> for, super for my talented. career in general. Um, helped mm-hmm. me with, cause he was, he opened up his own business, his own LLC and kind of was showing me the, the, the way of how to go about that to, nice. um, you know, just to get things rolling. But yeah, um, I know he's, I believe he's in Mexico. He's living in Mexico now. Really? Yeah, he had he had moved out to Texas and then moved out mm-hmm. moved went to Mexico and uh he seems to be doing pretty well for himself but um but that's cool. I had no I I never put that together. I, I maybe because I only talked to him for 5 minutes in person. I didn't know he was part of Cycle 7. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a couple of names definitely ring a bell like JG um and yeah, you definitely had a fun cycle. <laughs> Very fun. We had fun. we we were, we were fraternal. A lot, a lot of energy in that cycle. I could sense, like, you know, you had Michelle Anderson. You mentioned as well. Yeah, she's wow. she's doing quite successful in technology. I think she's done at least one master's degree, and she has stayed gainfully employed in the tech sector. Mm-hmm. So she's doing very, very well. Christopher Butler is. I think he's with WGN. He does. He does new. He does the infographics that flash across the news channels. I know that's he was. I, I know he was at Blue Cross for for quite some time. I think that's where I met him through Beatrice Salde. Beatrice. Um, but um. But yeah, I didn't know he had moved to WGN. So yeah, maybe hopefully, if he listens to this, he want to join and, and and loop us into what he's doing. Um. But yeah, man, a, a lot of cool names of people that. You know, you as a you know, cycle fifteen, and you would have alumni drop by, and getting to know them a little bit. You know, they're in all nighters, etc. It's like those were the people that like you would look up to, and like, oh, they're doing so well. You want to be just like them. You want to be able to kind of 
carry that icy stars name with you wherever you went and represented the way they did so um definitely powerful cycle there and then what was your what was the dynamic with all of you like did you all get along like a lot of strong personalities there every personality was strong (laughs) every single one i mean we had a poet (laughs) we had we had at least, we had two very deep, deep, deep programmers, which are Javier and Adiola. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two guys, oh my God. <laughs> those two guys, they hung thick as thieves and they were just like programmers to their heart at a, like before they're 20 years old, very brilliant minds. And uh, they're Michelle Anderson, Alita Paul, they were best friends, best girlfriends during the cycle. And so who else do we have? Uh, Timothy Potts, he's the poet. Okay. He was the, he was the poetic person. He was the one that was all heartfelt all the time. Uh, Jonathan Gore, an artist. Very, very, he's a, he's a sketching genius. Yeah. I haven't spoken to him in some time. I think his birthday, is it in July? Not sure. But um, yeah, he's an artist at heart. He His sketches are... A lot of the he, artwork that hung around I See Stars for a while, at least at 212, mm-hmm. were, were his drawings. Definitely. And he would just take blank paper and a pen, and he would just do some amazing work. Mm-hmm. Very, very amazing things. Uh, but my cycle, we were we were nicknamed the cycle of love. We We spent we probably spent 22 hours a day together. We spent all of our time together. If we weren't in the studio, we were at each other's homes. Mm-hmm. So that, um, you know, we took the experience. It was very fraternal for us. It was kind of like we were when, you know, Sandy gave us statistics. She wanted us to graduate 100% and she wanted job placement to be up. And so me being the scientist, those were the objectives that were glued into my brain. So every time I had a conversation with someone or something was going on, some activity, some movement, I'm reprogramming into their brains. Like, Hey, remember, you know, you all are going out to have fun, but, and not, but, and Mm -hmm. remember, we got these statistics to fill. We all have to do this. Remember the bigger picture. And so I think that was important for my cycle. And so I was a little bit of a den mother, just a tiny bit. But we also you had, had to take that role as, as the as the leader there, right? Like especially with that with the weight of that degree, I think that's the the, the way that that carries. Like at least from um, from a standpoint of view, like they're looking for that uh, college grad to lead the cycle. I pre- I appreciated every moment of the opportunity. The most nervous moments. <laughs> We're presenting to clients. <laughs> Always. <laughs> those were those were some funny moments. And then some of the tea introductions. Oh my God. Oh, at the you beginning, know, yeah, for sure. Four o'clock. And you want to just you're talking about these people every single day and you want to impress, you know, mm-hmm. who's at the table. You want to make sure that they get their highlight. And so yeah. So speaking opportunities. But when we had our, those were that was probably my biggest challenge, even though I had taken speech classes, it's different. It's when you are speaking in your business voice, there's a different confidence that comes along with that. And I think that's one of the most important skills we all grasp as graduates from the program. 
It's like you, you help to find the strength and confidence in your inner, your true inner voice and not just the one you've practiced. Yeah. One of the biggest pieces of advice, and I can't remember who, who told me that it's like, um, when you're presenting, make sure you know what you, what you know and know what you don't know. That way you're not speaking, you know, in, in circles and, and, and end up, you know, stepping on your own tail because you don't know what you just said. So just, you know, be confident in what you know and just know that you don't know X, Y, and Z, and it's okay not to know that. Definitely, um, definitely, definitely. That is a very important one. And then to take it even a step further or to keep even really keeping it simple, there's, it's okay to have takeaways from the meeting. Let me make a note of that and follow back up with you. Yeah, for sure. Were, were there any uh, instances, because I know in my cycle, like after so many hours or all-nighters and you still had to do tea, <laughs> and sometimes they threw the curveball of uh, there was a morning tea and an afternoon tea. So, like, there will be, like, little, um, I don't know, Easter eggs, if you want, like, just amongst us or inside jokes. And then we would just kind of find ways to like bring that up during a tea introduction, but you still had to keep your, like it was on you and making sure that other people understood what you were saying, but it was on you to kind of keep that serious professional face. But at the same time, you wanted to make your, your cycle mates laugh, but you, you know, you just did that to mess with them. Did you guys do any of those, those things during client meetings or teas? Mm, You know what, to be honest, we were, we were pretty serious, but, but there was tons of embarrassing stuff that happened. I mean, like in T we knew not to play in T because right. Sandy loved tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we knew not to play with T, but there would be instances where, you know, the hood would come out of someone <laughs> <laughs> or they say something stupid, you know, or just something embarrassing. I don't want to, you know, be putting anybody on the spot because it's kind of like when you go to Vegas, it's like we taking those secrets to the grave with us. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we definitely had some clown moments and, uh, you know, over partying in the studio, you know, the original studio. Right. Back with, in 212. With that legendary carpet. Um, you know, having more drinks than you're supposed to at a, at an event. <laughs> Like the after parties were always fun. <laughs> Definitely. The after parties were always fun. But yeah, we had our clown moments. We did have our clown moments. One time, one of, I'll, this is, I'm going to just relate this to business because we got to stay about our business. <laughs> okay. One time, you know, it's it's not uncommon for millionaire entrepreneurs to come through to the studio. If they just, you know, it, it was a hot spot. For that and um so this one particular millionaire who owned who actually he sold one of those um what are, what do they call these apps like the uh doordash or grubhub mm-hmm. he owned one of those and he sold that and um so he came to the studio and smoking was a big thing you know everybody used to be outside and smoking that was something we tried to ask people to manage that and clean that up but so they would be downstairs and they would see who's coming in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this fella came in and he paid the parking meter 
which is a normal thing to do before he went up into the studio. I think I know where you're going with this story. Go on. So before he reached the door, one of the interns said, man, he rich as blah, blah, blah. I would, if I was rich, I wouldn't even pay the meter. Mm -hmm. Now remind (laughs) you that paying the meter was such a hassle back in the day because you had to put the quarters in like physical quarters. <laughs> it's not like now that you pay your meter and you, you know, swipe your card. Mm-hmm. So it was a hassle on top of that, but, but go on. And what was, what was the response to that? Do you remember? And so he just, so I'm hearing this part of the story I hear after the fact, I just, mm-hmm. the I came into the story at the all skate portion of it. Okay. We had an all skate about that. Mm-hmm. Sandy was pissed. <laughs> Sandy was pissed. Well, for sure, because if you were out smoking, like, yeah, you can go have your your smoke, but come back in, but you know, don't don't linger around the the entrance way, right? Well, it was the haggle comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That amplified it all, and I mean, like, right? If you're gonna be doing that, that's one thing, but come on, <laughs> you know. And so, so I came like I'm my present moment is the actual all skate. And so this individual, he just pretended, you know, he played it cool. He acted like he didn't hear and went on up and he just really felt that based on the type of organization we were, he needed to just share, you know, his golden nugget of advice. Um, And then, you know, of course he went in, he um, had whatever conversations he needed to have and he went on his way. And then he, you know, let Sandy know what had happened. And we had an all skate about it. But at the end of the day, yeah, it was, I mean, of course, we were all kind of gasping because this is one of the first millionaires we've ever met, you know, mm-hmm. had to inter- got to interface with and speak to and just relate to as a, as a, as a, be- as a human being, you know, regular person. And for that embarrassing comment to come out of one of our mouths, it's like, come on, we're trying to, it's not the change we're perceptions, to, right? Change perceptions, be um, impressive and uh, knowledgeable and, you know, have some, some acumen, acumen. That was always my big thing during the cycle. Let's have acumen. When, and uh, so, uh-huh. Definitely. And so definitely, I'm sure everyone knows the moral to this story. But he really went, the uh, response that this gentleman gave was purely economics. It's like, it's less expensive to pay the meter than than to pay a ticket. And um, this was, and what made it additionally important, this is like a funding cycle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like teachable moment. Like we don't like, come on, teachable moment. It was a tense period of time. We're in a funding cycle. He's a big benefactor to the organization. Let's make a good impression. So I'm guessing maybe that impression showed him that his funding was needed, you know, to educate mm-hmm. individuals that thought about spending money or the, the way you spend money in a reckless way. And so right. when, when Sandy would reach out, yeah, because th- this definitely like, you know, was a, it was a lesson that, that Sandy kind of brought throughout cycles. And, and whenever she would retell the story, it was like, so-and-so said, why are you paying for the meter? You know, when you, when you got it like that <laughs> and the response was like, well, I got it like that because I pay the meter. Right. So I was a teachable moment, but one of those funny instances that happened, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, like, let's uh, fast forward a little bit and talk to me about um, the, the 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 spirituality and 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 the, the the things that you're doing with that because I'm very curious about that. Like, I, I know you know through Facebook, you know, we will keep in touch, and I'll see that you be posting some stuff. But I'm like, I, I would like to learn a little bit more about what what that is. How did you, you know, how did you even start that? Or was that something that you carried for, you know, throughout your whole life? I think, you know, the superficial answer is it started with spa care, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, doing what women do and our our feminine grooming and all of that type of fantastic stuff. And it makes you feel good. It's, you know, self-care is great. I'm noticing now that self-care is becoming a trend. It's becoming a huge, it's becoming bigger. People are talking about it. It's a tagline. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a hashtag now, people, self-care. Right, it's a hashtag now. So many people are paying attention. Uh, but really it came about Scent of Grace, which is my metaphysical care company that deals with spirituality. A spiritual education mm-hmm. and self-care that started when I was at Hewitt Associates during a time I was transitioning out of that company. Mm-hmm. It was my first corporate position. Uh, I commuted 25 miles to work and back every single day. Um, I came directly from Icy Stars, so that says a lot for itself. But when I I came up on did like you work with Brandice at the end? Uh, Brandice came after. After? Okay. After. But my time at Hewitt Associates, it was, it was kind of like faux pas to be tenacious and to know the names of the executives of the company and to network and to talk about promotion right up front and all of those things. It was really taboo at the time. And I was out in a community that with a lot of people that did not look like me, uh, mm-hmm. the cult, in the culture, they talked about diversity and inclusion and work-life balance and all of these things, but it was just a time, workshop. It was a, com- yeah, it was just, it was just a conversation and mm-hmm. they, it really wasn't implemented throughout the business. And I did my separation from the company. It was a stress for me because I dealt with some, um, work situations that I was not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a harassment situation with one of my man with my first first manager, and I had to actually stand up. <clears throat> you know, I had to stand up and talk about that uh, within the company, and from there it was just the downward spiral for me. And so eventually, I left that company, and I decided that I wasn't going back to a corporate position. That I would start my own independent consultancy and do whatever kind of work I wanted to do. And, but in the healing process, I really wanted to know myself better. And so I wanted to start exploring my God given talents and my God given gifts. And a way to connect to that is, you know, the philosophy of my company scent of grace. We concentrate on self care and, identity you know what is your what is your value how do you value yourself Uh, how do you look at yourself how do you define yourself how do you tell your story and 
we concentrate on wealth consciousness, which kind of encapsulates all of those things. I feel like wealth consciousness is a combination of self-care and personal empowerment. And so I really concentrate on those things because when you walk into an adverse scenario, you don't want to lose yourself or, you know, fraction off your beauty and your talent because the outside physical world may not understand where you are at that point in time. It's all about grounding and all about always knowing your worth. And how, I guess the question that, that, that comes to me is how do you answer that question? How do you like for someone that, that, you know, is like, well, what am I worth? How can I value what I'm worth? Like, how do you find those answers? I'm sure you've heard this before, the whole concept of the onion, but it's about peeling back the layers Mm -hmm. of thought that you, the thoughts that you carry with you every day. It's about deprogramming yourself from the uh, social messaging that's bombarding us from before birth. It's Mm -hmm. about really filtering through the information in the physical and to really talk about yourself in a way that's in your own words. Not, you you know, everything is a hashtag now. Everybody is um, doing some kind of challenge or even with like the plastic surgery, everyone is getting, you know, looking more and more the same. This is about, you know, differentiating your inner God and goddess. Really taking a deep dive into who you are and and I guess really figuring out who that who that person is. Because yeah, like based on experiences and whether it's social media or just, you know, the the, the things that you go through in life kinda add layers and then don't don't allow you to see who that that person is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. I think a lot of us kind of like especially during this pandemic with all this time you know, that, that we have in our hands because we're stuck at home, you know, at times is like, yeah, like take, take that moment to reflect, pause and reflect, you know, at, at IC stars, we talk about tea at four o'clock being a time to pause and reflect. But in reality, while you're, while you're in cycle, you don't pause and reflect. You're just, it's just another <laughs> thing that you do and you got to do your research so you can ask those right questions. And, but, mm-hmm, you know, definitely. Yeah, I think this is a a good moment to kind of like whoever's listening, like make sure you grab a glass and pour some tea and and, and just kind of reflect a little bit because it's it's been a long journey and and it's important to kind of touch base with with who you are, not what you do. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I got from Sandy during some speech, um, where she would just be like, "You can easily get lost." Like people ask you, "Oh." who are you? Oh, I'm the CEO of whatever. Like, no, that's Mm -hmm. what you do. It's not Mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. So that definitely, uh, yeah, it it, it Mm -hmm. definitely, uh, it touches something in there along the way that tells me like, I, I got to stop and reflect sometimes too. Mm -hmm. And deep breathing and clearing, you know, taking that deep breath, taking that long walk, sitting down that extra five minutes, it just gives you the opportunity to release energy and to make room for what's new and what's to Mm -hmm. come. That's, that's truly what it's about. It's about turning yourself into a blank canvas to be discovered and painted into a very new masterpiece. 
over and over again, we have these beautiful regenerative qualities that are in each and every one of our cells. You know, we're new when we wake up every single day. We're brand new. That is, that is a different way. Like I've never thought about that. It's just like, well, it's another day. Yeah. You start something new, but not, not, not a chance to like really say like, yeah, I can start over today. It doesn't have to be Monday. It doesn't have to be January 1st to start something new. Like you can just take that day by day and, mm-hmm. and try something new. Um, how, I mean, just, you know, I, when I think of kids at IC stars, I think of Salmon, I think of, <laughs> you know, um, Tiffany, Michael will bring now Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. Yeah. Brandy's mm-hmm. will bring river. Uh, mm-hmm. How's Salomon doing? He has to be what? 14. Yikes. Okay. I was going to say 11. But Solomon yes. is 14. He is on the honor roll right now. And All he right. actually has, yeah, fantastic Solomon. I'm like happy to hear <laughs> it, happy to see it. And he actually has an interview at Lane Tech tomorrow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. That's good to hear. Like, definitely, uh, you know, whenever you see the IC Stars kids again, they're not they're not kids. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. I've got a whole entire teenager who is six feet tall. He towers over me. <laughs> oh, my. And, you know, I think about the first time that I brought him to the IC Stars studio. He was a tiny little thing, and now he's towering over me. And so... And I've always, and we did not attend, we weren't able to attend um, stakeholders this year, but like typically me and my children, that's one of our family traditions. We're there every single year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where you get to see all the kids there and stakeholders. Mm -hmm. MLK has always been important for us. So as we're, uh, you know, approaching the end of our conversation here, how like what have you been doing through 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 the pandemic like any like are you a a bench you know serious watcher do you really just take a lot of time to to do your spiritual healing like what do you do for air quotes fun i say air quotes because after a while it's like well what (laughs) else can we do all of those things you know i've been owning my time like 100 percent of my time for over the past 10 years. So this pandemic is not really, to me, it's, you know, it's the only difference is that people are wearing masks. You know, my lifestyle has kind of, I've gravitated towards a homebody lifestyle and I okay. go out, on, I go out on occasion. And so um, that really hasn't been a transition for me, but actually what I, I did do is I took on fun projects. Like I worked for the census. Okay. You know, I got to know my, I walked around, I got to know my neighborhood and got in a little bit more shape. <laughs> 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 what else? Well, that, that's a plus. I, a lot of us have well, been. Yeah, I did not... that. <laughs> it's like, I, cause you know, opportunities to take on, you know, fun little short contracts. I did that. I worked as an elections judge on election day. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's good. Sun up to sundown. I, you know, yeah. I wanted to see how they did the, um, you know, the polytech. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, any opportunity where I can get in to see how an industry operates their technology, you know, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 
yeah, it was, those were some interesting opportunities. Um, and I do spend, a, uh, I am blessed to spend a majority of my time, um, you know, in my spiritual practice. Uh, but lately what's competing, what we talked about before the start was how, you know, we have, we are, you know, grateful to be working, but we deal with so many different people and some in so many different time zones and a lot of that scatters our time. Uh, we have the challenges of satisfying all these different voices. So I've got those challenges there. I've taken on a copywriting position with a major, uh, with like the, I guess, probably the number one spirit, spiritual education organization in the world. And oh. so, ooh, that mm, sounds that. good. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. You're downplaying it there a little bit, but yeah. This is, this is what I truly, truly have been interested in getting into is the interface of spiritual, because I, in my mind, it's spiritual technology. Like, I even look at a pencil as technology. It serves a purpose. It has its own magic quality factor. As pr- whether it be primitive or advanced, it's still a technology. And then we have all these peripherals. We have our smartphones. We have our c- calculators and computers and laptops and servers and you know all these other processing mechanisms. Well, guess what? Did you know that you are a processing mechanism as well? Yeah. Did you know that you function that way as a whole. What about the different um, energy sources of your body? You know, do you look at those things as technology or is that just, um, just flesh and bone? Like I, 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 I challenge people to look at themselves as a unique technology. And so <laughs> Sin of Grace, you know, you see Sin of Grace on Facebook. It's a lot of um, affirmational messaging. Mm-hmm that type of light social programming. But if individuals come to work with me personally, you know, that's when we really dive in to the um, self-help and self-care and personal empowerment activity. I don't really, I've never been a person that really advertises my services. It's always been word of mouth. And I always seem to interface, you know, via divine timing with the people who are who I'm supposed to be working with. So I always appreciate that. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it is definitely some stuff to think about. And, you know, if anybody's interested that's listening to this, reach out to Tawana. You know, congrats <laughs> yeah. on all of the success. I mean, like I said from the beginning, uh, you know, I've always known that you were keeping busy. Sometimes, like, what is she doing? I don't know. I just know she's busy and she's running around and you know she'll be back in 15 minutes and you know it's one of those things that like i know you're constantly busy but doing some cool stuff um and i appreciate your time uh and joining us today so you know as we come to to the end of this um it will you want people to email you if they have questions or anything like that if you want to just share your ic stars email maybe um is, is that cool it is definitely i got like a little tickle in my throat when I started talking about what I do, because I typically don't talk about what I do. Uh, but anybody that wants to reach out to Tawana Walker from C7, my Cycle email address, love. Cycle of Love, is <laughs> twalker, twalker at icstars.org. I'm the Sin of Grace on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. 
but definitely T Walker at icy stars. That's me. All right. Well, again, Tawana, thanks for your time. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, I'm thankful that you also, you know, shared some of your experience with us. That way we got to know you a little bit better and, you know, I don't know if it's wishing you luck or just keep doing what you're doing. Seems like you, you got the right mindset over there and and doing cool things. So again, thank you for your time. Thanks so much for saying so bless you, bless your family, bless icy stars and all of, all of their families and bless the entire world. We are every day that we wake up is a gift. It's the present. And I hope that you take the opportunity to engage and a little self-care, even if it's just for three minutes. All right. With that, we'll close this episode. Uh, but I will actually put you on the spot one more time before we close off. What music are we listening to right now? The episode ends and we're trailing off with, you know, a couple, you know, 30 seconds just to avoid copyrights and all that. But we'll close off with a song of your choosing. Oh, song of my choosing? Oh my goodness, you're definitely putting me on the spot. What what song that makes you feel good? You know what? Actually, okay, it's gonna be uh, some dance hall. It's gonna be Drake and Pop Can. It's called Twist and Turn. And it's because I love that song because it stimulates the Kundalini energy. It's the energy that runs up and down your spine from your roots through your crown chakra. It's what helps you to be, you know, your fantastic, sexy, confident self. All right, well, I gotta, aside of just closing this episode off with that song, I gotta make that my my alarm or something. <laughs> so I can wake it'll, up something like that. It'll make you wiggle. All you right. Know? <laughs> it's the equivalent of a jump, of a 50 jumping jack. All right. Again, thanks to one Take care. Your body drive me crazy. Your body need a license fee. Girl, your body at the Titan league. Anybody who got eyes can see. She just wanna dance and tease. She just wanna dance and tease me. Yeah, bad girl that. She just wanna dance and tease. She just wanna dance and tease.